So we're Mystic and McKeg, and I am Mystic, Danielle, aka Little Reader Tarot. Hi, I'm the hag, Leah, aka Crucifix Sex. And today we're going to talk about a specific, what are we going to say, witch? She's, she's a witch, I'd say. True. She's a lot more than a witch, though. That's true. So the way that our kind of show setup is going to be, I guess we didn't really talk about that on our intro <laughs> section, but we're going to talk about it now. So <laughs> um, what we're going to do is every, ep- probably three-ish episodes, we'll talk about some type of mystical being, whether that's like a witch, goddess, god, or any kind of like person that has like some magic behind them in history. We'll be talking about them. And then after that, we'll be talking about anything really under the sun of what magic's about, spirituality's about, or whatever you folks want to talk about. We're always up to hearing people's suggestions. So I guess that's basically what we're going to be doing today. Yeah, so the first magical being, magical practitioner we'll be talking about is Mother Shipton, who is... 16th century-ish magical being. So let's dive in. Ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to be reading from biography.com from the article Bewitched, Five Real Witches in History. When there are so many myths built around a person, what does it say about that person? For Ursula Southale, better known as Mother Shipton, perhaps the added mystery, however fictitious, is a testament to her enduring reputation. Mother Shipton was a feared and highly regarded English prophetess of the 16th century, born to a mother who was also suspected to be a witch. Mother Shipton was described as hideously ugly and disfigured, so much so that the locals called her Hagface and believed her father to be the devil. Despite her unfortunate appearance, she was said to have been England's greatest clairvoyant and was often compared to her male contemporary Nostradamus. According to legend, she had predicted the Spanish Armada, the Great Plague of London, the Great Fire of London, the execution of Mary Queen of Scots, and some even speculate the internet. With the quote, around the world, thoughts shall fly in the twinkling of an eye. Thankfully for her sake, Mother Shipton did not die by the sword like so many accused witches before and after her. Instead, she died a normal death and is said to have been buried on unholy ground on the outer edges of York around 1561. So that's a brief introduction and brief summary of Mother Shipton. I think definitely more of a complex being, though. Definitely more of a complex being. I think that a lot of with regards to, like, just even her mom was around 15 years Yeah. when she died and that she refused to say who the father of the child was and so that the community just then kind of assumed it was the devil's which is really interesting to me um (laughs) because it like kind of almost presets her like kind of like her own journey I guess but I think what is even cooler though about the situation or about her like birth story specifically is that there's a legend that she was born during a violent thunderstorm. And there we read something about how the midwife, if there was a midwife, so I'm wondering if there was, but yeah. the legend that um, whoever delivered her smelt sulfur. 
And then there's this crazy thunderstorm as well. Yeah, on top of that, and just saying, like, she came in with a boom, which is really interesting, and, like, how scenic that would be to, like, be a magical being and being born in a thunderstorm. But, yeah, like, it's really interesting that there's kind of this, like, prelude to her life that it's so witchy in, like, every, like, cinematic meaning of the word Mm -hmm. and, like, what we see in cinema and movies and stuff. That that's the way she came into the world. And that her mother was like, no, I'm not going to tell you who the father was. Like, <laughs> Exactly. And the fact that she already had, she wanted to have her own agency around the story of the, the experience. And who knows what that could have, what her mother's experience encounter with this person who is the father of her yeah. child, which is also really interesting. But it's also kind of really telling of just like, our society, well, that society at the time, needing to have like very determined answers about in order about certain people or certain things in order to like conceptualize things, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which I find really interesting. Totally. And then like the fact that Agatha, her mother, raised her for two years in a cave where she was born, mm-hmm. which I think does also lend to that idea of like her own agency and wanting to make her own choices. So I can see why Agatha probably would have been accused of witchcraft. In witch trials and everything, it's always the other and like the idea of someone not adhering to patriarchal ideals being the people who get persecuted and attacked. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely, like, beating her own path, like, you know what I mean? And definitely mm-hmm. just going on her own her own journey and in resistance in a lot of ways. The devil being, because, you know, like, kind of, like, that shame just because she's choosing to resist yeah. in a lot of ways. Which I think is really interesting because it's such, it did really pave Ursula's or Mother Shipton's like own path of her own development of what she wanted to be and who she wanted to be totally which is super interesting there's so much more to this story that I think that really ties into like what we're interested in we were curious if Mother Shipton is kind of like the OG of Hagface but we couldn't really figure it out. Yeah. And we couldn't really figure out if Mother Shipton is also like the OG in terms of creating a symbolism or like an image for like the witches in like media and in terms of movies. Because when we were looking at the images of Mother Shipton, there were a couple of images that really stood out to us. There was like a side profile like we thought looked a lot like the Wicked Witch of the West. Totally. <laughs> And then there was also another image, the way that she's described in other, I don't know if we if said in this story, but she's described as being like really crooked, really short, not short, but like, like hunched, yeah. very much white hair, almost looking like the witch from Snow White, which was also very interesting, but we couldn't find any connection of the two. Yeah. But we hope to find more. I'm really curious. Totally. Even if it's not totally intended, the fact that there's kind of this clear connection. Because with the statue that we saw of her that was at like the Mother Shipton site, the cave. Yeah. um, Where it looks so much like that the old witch from Snow White. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know which came first, but the fact there's that 
definite connection that well, even if it's not intentional but just really fortifying that image of the hag and the chrome within this witch imagery yeah and how much of a symbolism it has to do with witch culture which is yeah. also very interesting to me totally but i think what also stood out was the fact that they clearly stated she was a clairvoyant and that she also predict she did a lot of prediction and intuitive readings and like created these prophecies which I think as like modern mystics we like to separate there's a lot of separation around people who have like intuitive callings to not call themselves a witch or embrace the witch I don't know it's like such a a weird distinction or separation when witch culture the history of witches is really just the defining like they paved the way for clairvoyance and Mm -hmm. for the others or other mystics I find happens often there's like a separation where people don't like to give a lot of credit to the history it's like it has to do with a different spirituality or faith Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of yeah again respect to it which is always very confusing I never really understood it yeah I've never really thought about it but there definitely is that kind of separation and distinction yeah it's almost like there's some ideas that you can only be one or the other Mm -hmm. which in some ways just kind of cements the idea that to be a witch needs to be hereditary Mm -hmm. whereas maybe being a psychic or intuitive or clairvoyant can be anyone but, like, obviously, neither that's the case. Yeah. Like, you can be a hereditary clairvoyant, I'm sure. And being a witch, like, you can just be non-hereditary. Yeah. But I feel like it does kind of cement those ideas that kind of prevent people from entering into either space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or that, like, being a witch means you have to create practice in witchcraft or you have to write spell work in order to be the witch. Whereas even, or even like witches, like feeling like they don't have those abilities. Like all the, there's just a lot of offerings around just magic. Yeah. Where we can't mesh the two. There's resistance of acknowledgement in a lot of the spiritual community. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that just is because we're so deep rooted in Christianity and Christian mm. culture. That's why there's such a resistance of, of, like new age really connecting the two or just giving acknowledgement that people who are quote-unquote witches in like history that means that they're separated and they can't see themselves as maybe like those people in history may have thought they weren't even witches that they were just spiritual beings and had a lot of connection to like god or a higher power or something yeah you know what i mean which we know is the case like Mm -hmm. there is that side of it there still is that resistance of not wanting to put that themselves under that umbrella totally and that kind of makes me wonder if i feel like there is resistance against the word witch and i think part of that is how it did start off as largely a word to oppress and to other people and single them out but also now witch is like that word that when people think of it they usually picture that wicked witch of the west kind of visual Mm -hmm. where it's to define myself as a witch I must be ugly and chrome like and I'm not that or now gothy or like have a certain 90s aesthetic which like 90s yes yeah (laughs) um but not essential (laughs) but like certain aesthetics that aren't necessarily like aligns with certain people which is 
totally okay. Yeah. So I think that's also part of what we're hoping to explore throughout these episodes is really this just means like, what does it mean to be a witch? And what does it mean to be a mystic? And can those two worlds collide? And like, do they collide? How they collide? What if somebody's questioning whether they're one or the other? And can't you just live both? Like, all of those things that we're hoping to like achieve at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. And who knows if we'll even achieve it, but we'll just explore it as we go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what's interesting is that she did predict some huge legends, which we know that astrologers today predict them. Mm -hmm. And we know that other psychics predict those as well. I mean, that's pretty wild to me. Mm -hmm. And that she only was published... When was she published? About 80 years after she died. Yeah. Which is like wild in terms of in England, her history has been like she was a legend. Yeah. And her predictions were so, so real. I guess, I don't know if that's a word. I think people definitely connected with them. Yeah. And saw truth to them. I mean, the reason she's called Mother Shipton isn't because she was a biological mother. Mm It's because she just became so respected and so revered, which you mentioned kind of like stirs up that idea of what it means to mother or what it means Mm -hmm. to be a mother. And I think it's kind of interesting. I was thinking about this where she's such a crone figure. She's called mother. I feel like when she was younger, there's descriptions of her making potions and remedies Mm -hmm. near the cave she grew up. I feel like she kind of encompasses all of the maiden mother crone vibe in every single way. Or even the Empress vibe in the tarot deck. Totally. Yeah, such a lovely depiction of like what mother means. One thing that's interesting to note is the fact that despite being this witch figure, basically, in this like clairvoyant prophetess oracle type so this was during a time when there were a lot of witch trials and witch hunts going on in europe but she's an example where she wasn't killed because of her craft she was still allegedly buried in unholy ground unholy ground yeah Yeah. (laughs) all grounds holy (laughs) yeah Unholy ground, but at an older age. At, yeah. At 73. Which is ancient for 1561. Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder, like, given the kind of person her mother seemed to be, who was shipped off to a nunnery after basically being forced to give up her daughter. Basically. And, yeah. Yeah, and then died. Yeah. Like, a couple like, years later. It just makes me wonder if something else happened to her, um, if things had been different, if she would have been killed for being a witch if she was a witch and just it's yeah. being lost to time but the fact that her daughter then was able to be this prophetess and live her life being revered by, by her community yeah but there was also a lot of fear that mother shipton or ursula did have about her life she did believe like she was going to die at the hand of the sword or in some ways due to her like practicing Or her belief system. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I'm curious if she would even call herself a witch. But, like, you know what I mean? Um, But but she did believe that other people would believe she is. Which is really interesting to me that shows, like, how much respect she actually had within the community. Mm -hmm. And that people wanted to hear her perspectives. And hear her knowledge of what she has to say. Because she did predict some pretty big events. Yeah. 
Although, like, the end of the world was one of those. <laughs> she yeah. did not. That did not come true. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, she still instilled, like, her predictions instilled enough fear in people that they were afraid the world was going to end in 1881. Totally. And were yeah. reacting because of it. Yeah. And they, people compare her to Nostradamus. And it is interesting that people did put as much weight in her predictions as Nostradamus, which is a name we, that's way more of a household name. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There is other research we weren't referencing in the story. They believe that she had predicted the internet, basically. Yeah. And the wave of technology. Interesting. In so itself. what else would that be? Like looking back now, it's like I guess like maybe telephones or yeah. those kinds of things that would eventually turn into the communication age. Yeah. It's pretty wild. But that something has to be visual for us to see, which could be like, who knows, computers, TV, or whichever, any screens, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing I have been thinking about is the fact that a lot of people do think that she's a legend. Um, A lot of people credit her prophetic poems to other people. I do want to believe that she was totally real. (laughs) I know. I don't know if we were, were... were we clear? Like, did we say that? People think that she actually didn't exist. I don't think we told... I no. Think we told everybody this. Yeah. It's largely disputed as to whether or not Mother Shipton's a real person in the way that we see her. On the official Mother Shipton website, it basically sums up that there definitely was a Mistress Shipton in that area, Knaresborough, Yorkshire. But whether she was a prophet, whether she was an oracle is largely disputed mm-hmm. and unknown. Basically, it was where somebody else published her work 80 years later and then said, basically, that he confessed that it was all made up at some point. Yeah. Which I'm like, did you just say you're making it up because you got criticized? Like, what is it? Like, yeah. I'm very curious. Or did he just want all the credit? Exactly, just to get his fucking name out. Yeah. I'm I'm suspect of all of it because the fact there was a woman with that name, mm-hmm. I feel like even if she's not real in the ways that people think, there's a term, it's basically like a type of fae character um, where it's the idea that people as a collective can manifest the existence of a being through like belief. And that, like, even someone like Jesus Christ is one of these beings didn't exist, but because so many people believe he does, he, he does. Manifests. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's and interesting. Yeah. Worst case, or like at very least, Mother Shipton could be one of those beings that that just holds that power within themselves. Because I believe, like, we can always call on these magical beings when we're doing work or practice or anything like that, or wanting to incorporate, we can call on them to aid us and yeah. like with their powers as well, right? Mm-hmm. How cool would it be to channel Mother Shipton to like write poetry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It makes sense to, if yeah. you're a writer, use like energies that are specific to the work that you want to do. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't do that as often. Do you do that quite often? Not really. It's never really occurred to me. <laughs> Until now, it's like, huh. That this could be a useful tool for us to do more often than I think. Because, like, yeah, there's definitely a whole list of things of why people don't call in different people or figures or deities or whichever. Mm -hmm. These people are very loyal to one type of, like, deity or 
whatever figure. Yeah. Maybe this is part of us being intuitive in terms of like hearing a message. This is actually where we're doing everything wrong and we should actually <laughs> be like incorporating specific energies that are specific to the needs that we do. And I'm sure people do do that. Like I know yeah. people who do call on certain deities or whoever to like help them support with what their intentions are. Totally. I would never have thought about or think about or even known. Like we never, I've never fucking heard of Mothership. Deck. I've heard of her. Like she's in the Oracle deck that I'm working okay. on. But I definitely didn't do enough like reading into it at this point to know all this. Yeah. <laughs> and to like have these things come to mind. Exactly. Exactly. Her life is such an interesting life. The fact that she like lived until she was 73 is pretty huge. Especially after living in a cave with her mother for the first two years yeah incredible (laughs) of needing to segregate themselves also like I feel bad for Agatha like the mom like how much fear she probably had in terms of needing to put herself in a cave for two years like that is pretty wild and the fact that she probably would have lived in a cave with her daughter longer if there hadn't been intervention from the church basically yeah and another family as well which brought them to them in which or at least they adopted saved. the daughter. Yeah. Yeah, like, saved them. Saved them in some ways. Fuck. It's interesting to hear also that Mother Shipton continued to choose to practice in her, her powers and into her, like, gifts. Yeah. Refused to lean into any of these families' belief systems. Yeah. Or, like, bend to the people who were, like, taunting her and exactly. treating her poorly growing up. Instead, she just turned to basically her childhood home. Yeah. And took to making potions. Yeah. Going back to the cave, like, she probably wanted to feel such a connection to her mom that yeah. she didn't have anymore. And what, you know, like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and I wonder if she like there was we you know energies can stay where where it needs to be and like I wonder if her mother's energy is there and that's why yeah. there was so much connection there I don't know there's just a lot of feelings oh my god we're such, such <laughs> I feelings just feel so moment. bad for Agatha <laughs> I know but then I also have to think like 15 is still old at that age yeah, right like. like at that time. Definitely so. a quote childbearing age. But yeah. But to be alone. <laughs> alone, yeah. 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 So that's Mother Shipton. <laughs> oh, the first round of it. it went, yeah, Mother Shipton. What a wild story. I, I think we just like loved the story because it encompasses like all the different areas of what we probably identify as totally like pieces yeah. of ourselves and pieces of you I know Leah like <laughs> um, I think that it's a really great like combination of the two of what we can talk about and I think that we both like really question our own identities within the spiritual community and like what that means to be a witch or what it isn't to be a witch or a mystic what that is Mm -hmm. and yeah mother shift and holds I think a lot of those things and combines them all Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways well thank you everyone yeah thanks for tuning in (laughs) follow us on instagram at mystic in the hag see you later mystical beings